the gospel is Christ in me, Christ in me. In the book of Galatians chapter 3, verse 27, I like this so beautifully said in the message translation. Now you have arrived at your destination. I want you all to read that. Forgiven Generation Church has arrived at your destination. Amen. Amen. Can you show them that verse, Galatians 3? Forgiven Generation has arrived at your destination. 25, 27. But now you have arrived at your destination. By faith in Christ, you are in direct relationship with God. Your baptism in Christ was not just washing you up for a fresh start. It also involved dressing you in an adult faith wardrobe. Christ's life, the fulfillment of God's original promise. Amen. If you remember the beginning of this year, we declared it as the year of fulfillment. Jesus is our fulfillment, which is the biggest fulfillment that New Testament has seen. That is, Christ is in you. And this verse says, when you get this revelation, when you receive Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior, when you welcome him into your heart, the day Christ comes, when Christ is born in your heart, when he is joined to your spirit, that day, you have arrived at your final destination. Many Christians are born again many hundreds decades ago, years ago, but they don't know what actually happened when they were born again. When you were born again, you were joined with the Spirit of God. You became one with the Spirit of God. Now you must get the revelation of the Spirit that is living inside of you. Christ in you. When you get this revelation, then the original promise of God is fulfilled. Amen. God is promise-keeping God. Amen. Forgiven Generation Church, we have arrived at our final destination that Christ is in you. Amen. So now this mystery has been revealed to you. Now you are agreeing in a line to the word of God, saying that Christ is in me. But your agreement with the word alone is not enough. You must be the believer of the word and be the doer of the word. Amen. As we studied a couple of Sundays ago, as you continue to behold yourself in a mirror, the image of the sun, you are transformed from glory to glory. So what we must do? We must behold the sun. We must behold the revelation of the sun. We must behold Jesus. Have you noticed the word so clearly? It says Christ is in you. It does not say Jesus is in you. Why it says Christ is in you? The meaning of Jesus is Yeshua. That is Yahweh our salvation. Yahweh is our salvation. But Christ means Messiah, the anointed one. What is this anointed one? That means the fullness of Godhead bodily dwelling in Jesus. The anointing, the full anointing of God is in Jesus. When you take the oil, the Bible generally says take the oil and anoint. When you take the oil and anoint, the oil gets into your 
skin gets into your cells it becomes one with you the bible says jesus is christ christ is not his last name christ is what he does who he is that is the fullness of god is in him the whole anointing of god is in jesus that anointing of god that is fully rubbed into jesus that jesus is god himself god in human form when he was on earth but now the bible says christ the one on the right hand of the father the bible is not saying jesus is in you Christ is in you. What does that mean? When Jesus was on earth, he was limited to time, limited to food, limited to energy. He was limited by all the laws of the earth. But now he is risen with the glorified body. Nothing on earth can keep him down. He is not limited to all these things. He is glorified. He is resurrected for our justification. So he is resurrected and he is seated on the right hand of the Father. All dominion, all authority, keys of death and Hades is with him. He is the head of all principality and power. That Christ who is on the right hand of the Father is in you. Amen. That means you have that authority. You have that power. You can do all things in his name. Amen. So that's what the Bible is saying. Christ is in you. Now the title for today's message is practicing Christ in you. It's not just that we know Christ is in you. We have to believe Christ is in you. We have to practice Christ in you is in you how do we practice christ in you by beholding by beholding into the word of the lord by beholding the mirror we are being transformed into the image of the sun when you look at the mirror whom do you see you see yourself who is in you christ in you when you look at the bible whom are you seeing christ and where is christ in you as you continue to behold the revelation of the son you become like him so how do you practice christ how do you practice christ in you colossians chapter 3 verse number 10 this gives us answer two things that i want to share with you this morning number one you become like christ in your physical manifestation by renewing your mind because you are like Christ in your spirit. So in the book of Colossians 3.10 it says put on the new man because you have been put on the new man. You have to put on the new man in your mind. It says in Colossians 3.10 and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. You have to put on new man, how? In the knowledge, by renewing your mind. By renewing your mind, it's very important for you to renew your mind. That is why God told you to meet Every Sunday, come to church. Every day, renew your mind by hearing the word of God, by meditating the scriptures. Why you have to renew the word of God? If you have unrenewed mind, it becomes a foothold to Satan. An unrenewed mind is a foothold to Satan. Let me make it very clear with Bible illustrations. If you remember in the story of First Chronicles chapter 21, when David wanted to number Israel. 
David calls his general Joab and says, go and number Israel. Joab says, we are not supposed to do that. I don't want to number. He's not happy to number because he knows that he's not supposed to do that. He says, David, you are not supposed to do that. But David is king. So he says, no, you have to go and number Israel. The minute they number Israel, all the people die. You know, the plague gets struck. People die. David goes and asks forgiveness with the Lord, saying, God, please forgive me. Let my people not die. Why do you think David, such a mighty king of Israel, went and numbered Israel? Because of unrenewed mind. He didn't know that he was not supposed to number. If his mind was renewed, if he knew that he was not supposed to number, then he would have not numbered. Or there was gap between knowing and doing. Are you getting the point? So it's not just essential for you to know the word of God. It is very, very essential for you to do the word of God. That is when the book of James chapter 1 verse 25, it says, But he who looks in the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. So you shall not just be the hearer of the word, but be the doer of the word. We must do the word. So unrenewed mind, if we do not know, and even if we know and we do not practice, can lead us into trouble. If you remember in the story of Peter, Peter, when Jesus asks Peter, what do you say? What people are telling about me? Who do you say I am? Peter says, some say you're a good man. Some say you are a prophet. Jesus says, what do you say that I am? Peter says, I say that you are son of living God. Then Jesus says, this has been revealed to you, not by flesh and blood, by the spirit of God. So Peter, who was led by the spirit of God, who said, Jesus, you are son of living God. After a few chapters, we see when Jesus was predicting his crucifixion, when Jesus said, I'm going to die on the cross and be risen from the dead. Peter says, Jesus, you shall not die. Immediately, Jesus turns back and tells Get thee behind me, Satan. What happened? Just few chapters ago, we saw he told Jesus, you are son of living God. The great revelation which none of the disciples had at that time, Peter had. And after few chapters, we see Jesus saying, Peter, get thee behind. That means Peter was not aware of Isaiah chapter 53. If Peter was aware of Isaiah chapter 53, because thousands of years ago, Isaiah wrote, a virgin shall bear a son. He will be a prince of peace. Government will be on his shoulders. He will be a wonderful counselor, everlasting father, a mighty God. He shall bear our sickness. He shall bear our sins. Surely he has carried my griefs and my sorrows. He has carried he, has, he was punished for my iniquities. He was bruised for my transgressions. The chastisement that brought us peace was laid upon him. If Peter had read the scripture of Isaiah, then Peter would have not told Jesus, don't die. That means Peter had unrenewed mind. Unrenewed mind led Peter to go by feelings. 
to go by emotions if he had known it is written in isaiah and if he had believed it is written in isaiah he would say jesus first go and die because you are the fulfillment of the promise that lord has made for 4000 years right or wrong but because of the unrenewed mind of peter he didn't see that nobody could see that none of the disciples could see that unrenewed mind is a foothold to satan when satan comes and troubles you tempts you when your mind is renewed you know exactly which scripture to quote and what to say and fight just like how jesus did when when satan came and tempted jesus saying can you turn this stone into bread Jesus said it is written man shall not live by bread alone it is written so Jesus was aware of the word Jesus knew the word because Jesus is the word amen so Jesus knew so Jesus quoted the scriptures so it's very essential for us to have a renewed mind in that particular area when we have unrenewed mind then it, uh, it becomes a foothold to satan so we must not have unrenewed mind and second thing now that you have renewed your mind now that you know what is written now you know that christ is in you you must not be just the hearer of the word but be the doer of the word you must practice this christ in you practice every day go walk like christ talk like christ think like christ observe things behave like christ is in you amen because this is the advice that jesus gave to his disciples practicing christ in you jesus gave advice in two words to his disciples when they came and asked disciples saw jesus was healing the sick jesus was uh, healing the dumb jesus was uh, healing the blind jesus raised the dead jesus spoke to the storm fig tree mountain so they were astonished jesus was casting demons out they came and asked jesus we want to be like you we want the faith what you have jesus increase our faith Luke chapter 17 verse number 5 disciples apostles came and asked Jesus we want to practice Christ in you increase our faith so what answer Jesus gave two words Jesus gave believe and command that's all believe and command which version pastor where is it believe and command ppa pastor priya abraham <laughs> i just try to simplify it for you that's what it says believe and command in mark chapter 11 verse 24 now read that luke 17:6 so the lord said if you have faith as a mustard seed you can say to this mulberry tree be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea and it would obey you what jesus said you have the faith of the sun you have the faith of mustard seed for them at that time now the sun is resurrected now we have the faith of the sun now that we have the faith of the sun you have to believe and command the mulberry tree you have to look at the mountain mark chapter 11 verse 24 look at the mountain and say be cast out be pulled up and throw yourself into the sea and shall not doubt in your heart 
if you believe what you say and shall not doubt in your heart, it shall obey you. So what advice Jesus gave? Jesus is saying, believe and command. Believe and command. So now when you get the report, you have to not see the report and panic. You have to practice Christ in you and command your body. Command the sickness. Command poverty. Command addictions. Command past memories. Command everything that is going against you. Command and bring it in line. Believe and command. You remember the story when Jesus and the disciples were going in the boat. Jesus said, let's cross over to the other side. On their way, there was storm, there was waves raging and the boat was like tumbling and the disciples were so frightened, fearful. Jesus was fast asleep. They go and wake, Jesus, don't you care that we are dying? Please help us. What Jesus says, oh, you have little faith. Jesus immediately wakes up. He looks at the sea and he says, peace be still immediately immediately the wind and the waves obeyed him and what did disciple discuss at that time matthew chapter 8 the men marveled saying what manner of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him amen can you repeat this after me what manner of man is this what manner of man is this that even the wind and the waves obey so when you go out in your marketplace when you go to your office when you go to your school when you go to your college when you go to your place where you are staying wherever you are the people should look around and say what manner of man is this amen when you get inside the hospital when you go see the sick in icu when you go and lay hands on the sick the nurse and the doctor should say what manner of man is this amen when you go into the bank and see your bank balance and say okay fine i am not afraid of what the, what it is showing i command money to come and people around you will say, what manner of man is this? Amen. 